We are live. This is Just Winging It, friends, for Morning Edition. I'm John Abdullah. And I'm very groggy Patrick Green. Per the usual. Yeah. And Um, my... Belvita biscuits, John, which, as you know, sponsor this show. You're still, you're still on the Belvita kick, huh? It's not a kick. It's, it's not. A, you know, it can't be a wave if the wave never goes down again, John. This is a plat. This is a plateau. That's fair. That's fair. Um, Paul, for the win, you know, immediately starts it's tuning again. in. Every every time, oh I love it. Paul, I'm missing um, the race right now. Don't say anything. What's that? I'm missing the race right now, Paul. Oh, okay. But I do have. It's, my... it's more Formula One. Forza uh, Ferrari, mug. Jargon. I was gonna say garbage, but I won't do that. Do um, <laughs> so we got we got catching up to do. Right? We do have catching up to do. We got. So I got to say, you know, I'm. Uh, it's, it's not actually that early right now, as you know. No, it's not. I mean, it's like literally almost nine in the morning right now. For adult, it for feels, or, yeah, for parents, this is like afternoon. Right. This is midday. this is like something that should not be that early for me. But the reason why it feels early for me is because of our dog who is giving us a little bit of a reminder of what that newborn experience with. Oh man, she's amazing. Yeah. You like, did it to yourself. Yeah. Go we ahead. We did it to ourselves, but you know, she gets up at five every day to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Um, which isn't that bad. But then when she wakes up to do that, don't you have like a farm? Can't you just let her out? Don't get a doggy door or something. <laughs> just be like, go roam, go save children. Yeah, exactly. Go ward off bears. Right. Um, that's, that's the dream that I think we'll get to at some point. But you definitely will. You are going to be all over that. You're just going to let her out. You'll see her like the next day and she'll have saved a child. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we, uh, that's what she sounds like too. So, you know, we get up at five for that and then she goes and then she, and then we kind of get her to like lay back down again a little bit. Yeah. But in the midst of doing that, the kids wake up. So of there's, there's never like that time to recuperate so we've we've been switching on and off kind of like we had done with you know the newborn babies where oh yeah one of us will take the really early one one of us will take kind of when she gets up again um and and that's been good but it just um it catches up with you you know oh it so does I'm feeling yeah it. i'm feeling yeah. it right now it's funny because i mean it's not funny at all but uh i you know we had i forget what it was last week where you know first luke woke up just like he just had one of those random like i'm awake um, in the middle of the night things. I'm there was no re- no reason for it, right? He mm-hmm. just was like not having it. Not afraid. So, he hadn't pooped or peed. Yeah, there was nothing. Up. Yeah. He was just wired. Um, probably the coffee he had before bed, which I tell him Classic. not to, but he yeah. still does you, it every you night. You gotta just unplug the machine, John. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it, we're all about the free range, right? You just go and you grab whatever you want. For baby him, led ca- baby led espresso. Yeah. <laughs> so he, uh, he wakes up and then, you know, finally... Um, Bethany brings him to our bed and he falls asleep and he's actually good because he used to be one of those kids you bring him into our bed and he'd be like you know that would wake him up even more he'd be like sitting up talking to us like hello my baby hello my darling (laughs) yeah exactly Um, you do the jitterbug so (laughs) so he was so he was just you know this actually was good for him um, and it was a big step because he actually went to sleep. And then, of course, like everything quiets down. And then Grace, of course, starts. And at this point, I'm like so tired. I just start sleeping in her bed with her because she had a nightmare. Um, and I don't a fever. what it was. And a fever, probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so we... Um, it, anyway, my point of the story, if there is a point um, of anything in life, is that we had just a glimpse back into it right after not having that for a while mm-hmm. and it's hard like and, it puts and you, you back and there you do forget about it right you when you're absolutely done with that phase, do. you forget what it feels like to always be kind of out of it yes um and now i'm remembering yeah and it's it's not great and that's why so here we are at almost nine in the morning and i'm like you know huffing coffee over here 
Um, I want to talk to you about something, John. You do? Is this, is, this, is this gonna segue to an ad? That's what it sounds like. I want to talk to you about like something, ad. John. Maybe it is an ad. Who Have knows? you heard about these MeUndies? I, I, you know, I kind of like the worst because they are terrible. I don't want the separate. Pouch. Don't ever buy them. Um, there's holes. Uh, <laughs> so what I want to talk about—that's good. <laughs> there's no holes in those. Let me no tell holes. you. Um, so we have an undetonated mole trap in our yard, and uh, Un- whoa, whoa, wait, slow that down for me. Undetonated mole it, trap. An undetonated mole trap. I'm bringing this okay. up because I was talking to Peter from the Midwest over the weekend, and yeah. he had—he's been slaughtering moles left and right on the property lately <laughs> using these <laughs> traps. And I was like, Peter, well, I think describe I think that's the trap. What, we have. what does so, it do? It's, it's kind TNT, of hidden away. It's purely explosive. Yeah, um, landmine. It's over in like our kind of side shrubbery area where you don't see it unless you're weed whacking, which is one of the things I do pretty regularly because I'm trying to keep every the weeds day you're weed whacking you know, constantly on the on the reserve. You're weed whacking um, to my mulching. We never talked about the mulching, by the way. We got mulch all over the place now, John. I can't. You didn't even send me a bring picture it up. of it. I, I know. I know. I know. I know. It's because I'm Ugh. tired, John. Yeah, I'm all right, tired. Let's hear about Listen, this mole. So I'm weed whacking over there on the side of the house, whacking it off. Whacking, and the, I find whacking the weeds. There's this like, you know, foot long plastic spiky. I mean, spiky, like punchy pit spiky. Like the spikes are like six hedgehog. inches. Sitting, <laughs> living hedgehog. Um like landmine looking thing on the ground. Oh, so you didn't put it. it there. Okay. No, no, no. We discovered this. <laughs> and Micah screams. I come over because she's one that noticed it because I was just, you know. I'm glad that's right. how you noticed it and not like a kid's leg stuck in it. Getting exploded. So I'm like looking at this thing. I'm thinking, how the heck do we. Is it like bear trap looking? It's sort of like a bear trap. Okay. But picture a bear trap mixed with a tomahawk missile mixed with <laughs> Vietnamese guerrilla warfare spikes. It is the most intimidating looking thing I have ever really? seen. I don't know how it works. I don't know how to yeah. remove it. All Just I know is that it. there's this ticking time bomb. Just let yeah, it kill but something. One of these days, one of these days is going to kill one of us. I mean, it probably won't. Well, who knows? I don't know how it even works. My question for you, John, is yeah. how do you deal with invasive uh, you know, species? Do you, oh, do you, man. Do you? I mean, first of all, I, I fully support the killing of invasive species. I'm going to put that right out I know, there. Yeah, you, of course you do. Just, just get rid of them. Just kill them. No, you I don't any, actually. Any excuse to kill something. You're like, <laughs> Yo, let's, let's do it. Bring it on. Make it <laughs> no, snow. No, I mean, I, I, I'm not at that point yet, but I will say that the squirrels in particular are driving me insane because they will just go after the, our vegetable garden, which we fenced mm-hmm. in. And I've put basically, <laughs> I've made these like tinfoil spikes on each of the posts because that's how they used to climb and apparently they don't like reflective things um and that doesn't work anymore see their own reflection they're very narcissistic yeah exactly nothing actually seems to work with uh squirrels and anyone who has a you know a vegetable garden is dealing with squirrels you know i'm talking about um for those uh one of you paul wright hopefully does (laughs) for (laughs) those of you listening so uh i mean i if they had put that trap out there i imagine and based on what i've heard from you that you basically live on a farm um, you know, they probably, yeah. yeah, they probably were trying to keep it under control because it was eating all their vegetables or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to see, I'm going to get rid of it. I'm going to see if there are actual moles. I mean, we're only seeing the remnants of this mole war that happened yeah, at some yeah. point. I don't know when it happened or who was body parts. Yeah. <laughs> There's clearly something went down. Right. So we're going to gotta say our vegetable garden is, uh, pretty legit. It has pumpkins growing. Wow. That's um, exciting. They have not had, although squirrels are decimating everything, they have not gotten into the garden yet. And I yeah. think it's because two things. One, we planted bull thistle. Well, we didn't. Whoever, you know, was mounting warfare with <laughs> Whoever the, knew the, what they were doing, yeah. 
whoever actually knew what was going on yeah. planted bull thistle, which is this like six foot tall, spiky, crazy plant. Oh, that looks like super cool. smart. That sort of helps. And then also, I think it's far enough away from de- from the depending branches of trees that I don't yeah. think they can make it over. Oh, that's good. They've tried and so, learned the hard way. They have, yeah. So we'll see how that mole thing works out. Uh, hopefully, you know, I don't show up one time with half my face missing or something, <laughs> but, you know, I'll find out. It's tough, man. I mean, the, those pests, like, you know, between that and then the insects that we have, uh, every year there's, like, some new thing eating, you know, vegetables um, and destroying everything yeah we have some tree eating shit yeah um i hear paul wright just put his boy on the naughty chair (laughs) that sounds difficult (laughs) i assume that's equivalent maybe that's what he means when he puts a mole on a trap like maybe that's just what he you know he puts the boy on the naughty chair chair. yes he does (laughs) paul i miss you man um so for me you know for us the theme continues to be bicycling i'm very excited you're like uh, a hardcore. I'm now, I've now enrolled in the next, um, I, I couldn't even cite it. I was going to make a joke and actually cite like an actual bike race, but I can't even, I, this is how little I know. Well, what's the thing that, uh, you know, the Tour de France? Uh, Armstrong Tour de France? Did. Yeah, Tour de France. The Tour de France. Yeah, so I've enrolled. <laughs> the joke doesn't work anymore. <laughs> no, but honestly, it's been so much fun to just um, go out there and, and ride. So I, 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 last episode, I talked to you about how I ended up trading it in. I had a 30-day window with Priority Bicycles. Um, mm-hmm. Great company. They were very good support. And, you know, I was like, you know what? This isn't working out for the hills that I'm in because I do live on top of a mountain. And they suggested a different bike, which, of course, was like twice as expensive. Right, and, right. Uh, and I did get it. And so I basically went from, you saw the last bike. It was like, a cool bike, right? I would describe it as cool. It was a hipster bike. It was a hipster bike. Yeah. I went from that to an old man luxury bike, and nice. I love it. <laughs> nice. Is, is it it's, a, it's a road bike? Narrow um, No knobs? Yeah, I think it would still be described as like a hybrid. So some off-road capability? Um, No, I guess not. So maybe it's not a hybrid. It's a road bike. It's a yeah. fucking road bike. What about the suspension? Hydraulic? Don't ask me these things. Air power? I don't fucking know anything. What does it do? Does I told you it has the continuous variable transmission, which is very exciting. It has, it has CVT. CVT. It, it puts the disc- naughty boy in the chair. <laughs> Let me disc- tell you. <laughs> it has disc brakes, which are wow. better, you know, in on those hills and in the um, wet weather or whatever. So anyway, I'm loving it. And the other exciting thing is that Grace, you know, finally, like it's, she's not been super excited about trying more because she had a couple experiences trying without the training wheels. And, you know, it's very like... Uh, uncomfortable to Mm -hmm. all of a sudden be on top of a bike and having it um not balanced and so you know we've just been like letting her go at her own pace but um yesterday she was up for trying it without the training wheels and so we went down to the playground nearby us and sure enough like she did it like all of a sudden it just clicked and she's now you know as of yesterday so obviously there's still more work to do (laughs) Um, but she, you know, once she gets started, she was like off and running and then she was practicing starting from, you know, on her own. Um, so it was so exciting to see that happen. There was one initially, there was one fall that happened that I thought was just going to end it right then and there early Mm -hmm. in the day. Um, where she, it was like this delayed thing, you know, how kids are, you know, she like, it's like a slow motion fall. And then she like hits her knee on the concrete. It's always the knee. Always. Every time. And Every it's single time on concrete, and it's a, the meat crayon effect. <laughs> and then she where just you scrape yes. it, yeah. And then she just waits a minute, right? And then her face just—it's just like it, all of a sudden horror on her face. Oh yeah. 
and she's like literally <laughs> she's screaming. Did you ever play Team Fortress? Were you were you a fan of Team Fortress Classic? No, but I, I do know. Oh it. man. Yeah. Well, so there was this classic thing that happens when you need like a medic, right? You'd yell, Medic! You know? <laughs> right. And that was exactly <laughs> how it sounded. Like she she just dropped to her knee and she was just yelling. I couldn't even tell what she was saying. I thought she was actually saying medic, but it was just band-aid. Can you imagine if she was saying medic? That would have made my day um, more than it already did because she learned how to ride a bike. But so she was, <laughs> she was just yelling Band-Aid, you know, like, and it hadn't even started bleeding or anything, but it was like but a she knew scene what was from a military movie. Yeah. So, kids but get anyway. very used to hurting their knees and you get very used to what it's like. And I got to say, like, our kids' knees are always scraped up. Yeah. It's just goes with the That's, territory. Exactly. We have, we, we have rougher skin there by design, like it's supposed yes. to get hurt, you know. That's um, totally how I feel. And in fact, it's good to have that experience on a bike, you know, obviously not like a terrible one where you fall and really hurt yourself, but, right. um, you know, you want to fall a little bit, which I've also done, by the way. Um, so Did you, you hurt your it. knees? <laughs> no, but... Were you screaming there, medic? Th there was one time where I just, I just, you know, I'm like, here I'm going cool down the streets and I just go to turn onto a, a side street and I just get fucking flung off the thing because I turned oh a little too hard. And then I do the and thing so you like, fell side, like you a fell cat laterally. where I just pretend it didn't happen and I just right. get up and, and start riding it. You lick yourself, <laughs> you bury your own shit in the grass and then you get yeah, up. The, the bike's like creaking did you, as I go. Did you, uh, did you make a noise when you fell? <laughs> Ugh. No, I don't think yeah, so. I, I find, I, I find I that when I fall said, off of things, I always make the weirdest noise. It's always, it's just the sort of like a, oh, <laughs> like it's like that. It's like, oh. You know, because I'm like trying to get the air out because I don't want to like lose your yeah, wind yeah. when I when I. I would describe that sound that you just made as Gandalf orgasming. That's it's what old I would man describe. orgasming. Yeah. That's what it is. It, it, but that to me, that is really what the sound is. It's an old man having an orgasm. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen if I am an old man actually having an orgasm, also oh, having man. a bike accident, because then that would be like that would be a tough one. We should probably transition on that note. Yeah, we probably should. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so quick update for me before we get to the bulk of this episode. You do all your, have, you take as long as you want, my friend. We have, we have concluded the 2020 Festival of Shark Week and uh, it was just it's absolutely concluded wonderful. already. I feel like it just yeah, started. Yeah, this was it. Yeah, we made a short, we made a series of short films. We actually filmed One everything this saw. year to put it into a supercut. Yeah, you've seen some of this. Um, and we did uh, a number of things. We went to the beach we made some like short movies. We painted the interior of uh, Henry's closet into this sort of like aquatic thing. Um, you know, we did some exploring outside and uh, each of these things was accompanied with, you know, a letter with, you know, a, a prize for completing it successfully that would have to go into the next day's activity. And it was right. really just, um, it was just great. And, uh, and Jude uh, said that this was his, as of now, his favorite holiday. Wow. I feel like that's a pretty big deal. And now he wants to create his own festival of Shark Week um, for us to do while we wait for the actual Shark Kingdom to come back again next year, he wants to do like his own version an of it off season with shark us, week. an off season Shark Week, off Broadway, yeah, off brand. <laughs> so uh, I I really can't wait for that to see what he comes up with because it's um it's amazing just having having a week where every single day has like a new creative activity that you have to get done at some point that you know sounds so stressful. <laughs> you know, we did like a nature obstacle course. Yeah, we did uh we we did like a boat. We had built Legos inside of a bathtub to make like an underground seascape. And then we like did a little drone and shark. actually imported a shark it. into the bath. Yep. A live shark. And then I killed him with the mole trap outside. <laughs> um, but this was, uh, this was really, really fun. So. Have you ever eaten shark? Good. Is that a thing you can do? I think that's illegal. 
in most of the world. <laughs> well, yeah, but you can do it. I mean, you know, it's yeah, illegal. Not, but once you, you have it, it in your possession, you can eat it and it's not illegal, you know? That's true. If you if you were to catch it and it were a species that you could keep, then I guess you could you could eat it. But yeah, I, I no, I've that. not. I've not. I was just wondering. I'm just I'm just trying to help you out and think of new things you could incorporate. There, there into is there. <laughs> yeah, live eating. Just go spearfishing and eat it in the water. There's a uh, you know that's when shark, shark fin soup is a big deal. Um, and what is it? Shark what? Shark fin soup. Mm. Um, and it's something that just is, the fin. is very. Yeah, and a Which lot I would of sharks get killed like for not this. Very good. Well, I don't know. It's a, it's like an Asian cuisine thing and it's very controversial because, you know, it has, you know, like local, it has, you know, relevance within like that diaspora, right, right. but for, you know, the rest of, of the world, like it's pretty appalling to murder a shark just to get its fin and, you know, right, right. actually driven a lot of species into endangerment. So that's something Yikes. that, um, there's actually some legal stuff in progress to help. Ban well, that, that got dark, good. but it I mean, at dark. some point in your life, you're going to have to try a little bit of shark, just a little, it, even just to survive, you know, even it, let's say I'm just marooned underwater That's somewhere, true. somehow That's in a true. cave. And a I'd eat a shark up. in a fucking heartbeat in that situation. Yeah. Anyway. Just one <laughs> anyway, it is now almost September and we are uh, approaching that time when we are going to have to enter into the great unknown, which really is legitimately unknown. into the unknown. The the amount of oh totally that's a uh, it's a frozen reference. <laughs> oh, it's a frozen waiting, yeah. No, I got it. <laughs> um, you know, that's what's playing in my head now. Unfortunately, it's just amazing how we are this close to the beginning of the academic year for our part of the country. Yeah, which apparently is a different start of the academic year than the South and the Midwest. I don't know what's up with that. I yeah, Georgia apparently starts in the summer and doesn't like their children, but keep going. Oh, it's crazy. I know. Um, but we, uh, you know, are going to be opening at least in our area with a hybrid model. So it's yep. going to be uh, two days in class in two different cohorts. So so Jude's cohort will be Monday, Tuesday, and then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is learning at home. Yep. Which I can't wait to do more of that. And this is just the the what they're going out with at this point. You know for sure. I mean, for yes, sure. Th- like this any is, of us. Yeah. Yeah. This is what's been decided because our state has like incredibly low rates right now, and it's has been really really good. And you know. And I also agree on the survey, like I voted for this because I figured, you know, if, if we don't try this now, then we're not going to know, you know, right. if, it's, if it's okay. And, and it, Jude's new to this district. He needs to make friends yeah. and stuff. So you, you know. voted for this as opposed to what? What were the other options? The other options were complete home learning okay, or going back, you know, like full time and seeing how that worked, which obviously I don't think anybody voted for. Right, right. So yeah. but this, because the, the, the things that, that are in place for this to happen felt to me really good. Like there's going to be routine temperature checks. Yep. There's going to be m- as much of the learning as possible will be outdoors when they're indoors. Oh, that's great. They're going to actually do some outdoor stuff. They are. And there's going to be shields for the desks uh, yep. in addition to face masks and like, wow, you know, shields so, for the desks too. Yeah. So I was like, you know, okay, that makes sense. And when they eat, they have to be behind the shield so they can see each other yep. and talk and stuff, but there'll be like a plexiglass thing up. How fucking um, crazy is this? It is, it is, I don't know, and every time <laughs> I read kid these emails, in a fucking aquarium, you know? It is just so, it's so incredibly, it's still just so surreal. Um, but we are, this was, this was the thing that we saw coming from so long ago. I remember when we were recording this, you know, back in yeah. the springtime, thinking like, how is this, what if this doesn't clear up by the school year? Like, we're just never going to go back to school again. Well, in some parts of the country, I think we have like earned the right to at least see if we, if we can. Yes. And I think that this is going to be really good, uh, at least for a couple of weeks and then we'll see what happens. But um, Henry though, we have a pre-K picked up for him. Um, ah. And we went to go visit it last Tuesday. Yeah. And, uh, and it's going to be five days per week. 
I was going to say, it's it, the funny thing with pre-K where it actually, you have more options, right? To actually yeah. have them in all the time. So sorry, keep going. Well, and it's for a lot of, you know, valid reasons, I think. One of them being of that course. it's just a much smaller class size. So it's not, yeah. not very many kids in the building at any given time. And a lot of it really can happen outside. So they're going to be outdoors like for much of the day if they can. Right. Um, and then there's like, you know, we saw like all the protocols they have in place in terms of cleaning surfaces and checking temperatures and logging things and, you know, it seemed uh, pretty legit and, and our kids like really need some degree of socialization with other kids right yeah. now. Yeah. Especially because we're in a new way. place. And so honestly, I, I, that's I want the biggest piece. It. I mean, I think yeah. the socialization part um, more than the academic right now, cause you know, they're still young and like, obviously the academic is important, but um, I'm not feeling too worried on that front. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is, this is big. This has become, <laughs> um, such a big moment for for parents, and there's a huge divide, as you know. I'm sure you're seeing it all over, you know, Facebook and in uh, in the community as well about what to do, right? Because um, you've got you know two extremes, and then lots of in the middle. <laughs> um, the extremes being, you know, keep them home, don't do any any in class, and the other extreme maybe being, you know, go totally back to school. Teachers, naked. Uh, what was that? Naked, yes. Naked, yeah. Um, absolutely. Um, so for us, the way they've done it is it's, um, first of all, you have a choice, um, and they're going to, they're going to offer the fully virtual, like that's just going to happen. Um, and they're going to do an alternative is, um, similar, but a little bit different in terms of the schedule. So it's one week on one week off and then mm -hmm. the other class, you know, so that's another method that, um, offers its own challenges when thinking about how to <laughs> do, you know, childcare. Um, but the way, so this is all by the way for Grace that we're considering because this will be kindergarten for her, right? So um, her first uh, entry into the public school system. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we have this choice to make and actually we have to make it by tomorrow and we're very much leaning towards the hybrid, uh, you know, where it is the one week on, one week off. But man, I mean, there's just so much wrapped in it and it has become a really, at least in our community, a very fraught thing. Um, and, you know, any post about this in the groups um, that I see just has, you know, so many comments, so much like hostility and anger and, and you know, everything you can imagine. I actually joined for the first time a school committee meeting because they're doing them over Zoom. Um, and <laughs> it started at seven, I believe, and it went till midnight, which oh I, didn't, I did not stay for the whole thing. And it was at like the midnight hour that they voted and decided they're actually going to do uh, virtual only for four weeks to start off the year because they just didn't feel like they could get everything lined up. For your up district? For my district. Wow, okay. So this is how intense it is, though. Like right up to, wow. you know, this was only uh, a few days ago um, that they had this crazy meeting and you got to hear all these parents, you know, call in and, and uh, you know, you have to let everybody who has something to say, they have to be able to um, speak in one of these meetings. And so, you know, that took a while, the public comment section, and you could just hear, um, you know, equally emotional arguments on both sides of this about, you know, how we shouldn't open and how we should. So anyway, it's just, I feel like, man, it's just gonna be, I guess for me, it's just, there is no good option. I, I just am feeling like it, you know, yeah. they're all gonna be really tough. And obviously, whatever it ends up being, so for us, it will be virtual for the first four weeks. Like, we're going to make it fun. You know, I've already talked to Grace about um, how she's going to, like, Daddy, we're going to go down to the basement and she'll have her own little desk area we'll set up with a computer. And, you know, just like Daddy talks to his 
um, coworkers over video. That's what she's going to be able to do with kindergarten. So I think it'll, I think it'll be exciting, you know, at the beginning and, and she has a pretty good attention span. So I, I think she'll be okay. Like sitting, but I do just feel so sad about, about the social part of it, you know, that there's so much excitement with school and so much to gain from being with other kids. And even when they do go back, you know, there's obviously going to be such a divide. They can't get close to each other. And yeah, so, uh, you know, it is what it is. And like, all we can do as parents, I think is make the best of it, but it's going to be tough. And it, it, it just hits on so many very personal emotional things for so many of us, I think. And it's, it's, and it's, and it's a real genuine fear because even implicit in the language that I'm using, maybe even explicit, you know, when I, when I'm, when I say things like, you know, like, well, we're going to try it out. Right. That implies failure is entirely possible, which it oh, yeah. will be like, th- this is not going to be a sustainable model. Like the, we no. don't have a vaccine. Everyone yet. We expects, don't have herd immunity. Yeah. This is going to shut down. And again. everyone expects that someone's going to get COVID and that's going to, you know, right. it's all going to go virtual. Right. I mean, and that's, that's going to happen. Of the, all of the conversations about this have in the conversation very clearly yeah. that we're going to be monitoring, you know, infection rates. And then if it looks like it's spiking, then we will stop this. Right. But like that implies that we're assuming that this could be a possibility which we know it will be and that means that some people involved in this are not going to be okay yep and it's uh and it's just an, it's amazing that we live in an age where we even like have to have conversations like this where this is something where we aren't just being told what to do i mean because honestly at the end of the day all of these parents who are sharing their thoughts and their opinions on this they are valid thoughts and opinions but we're not epidemiologists who actually yeah. know the data on this and we don't know exactly where this thing travels and how. Right. And I really think we should just be told what to do basically by like a centralized agency that knows our demographics and knows like our infection rates and should say, you know, on a scale of one to 10, this is what your district has right now. Yes, yes. We recommend you do this. And we get little bits and pieces of that. Like Fauci, you know, did a press conference with our governor um, a, couple, a couple of weeks ago. And he, and he said that we are, we are in like, we are basically one of the only states in the category where it is actually advisable to do this right now. Mm, so so that, up until that, my thinking was, I really don't think it's even worth it, even for the socialization yet because of the risk of danger. And then hearing somebody yeah. who really knows what they're talking about say that made me feel yeah. like, okay, let's at least give it a shot. Well, that's the thing. Because every- scary. Right. Every state, every community is different. And yeah. it literally by the community level, um, the school district, you know, it could change. And like, I think we, that's the piece that I just wish, I wish that our, as a country, <laughs> um, that we were set up to be, to, to adapt more quickly and be okay with that. Right. So I don't, I say that both in terms of our, our government's handling, obviously a total disaster at the federal level, but even locally that we would, um, you know, really use this moment and figure out how to be uh, more agile. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, laughing, I'm laughing because, you know, that's like the thing for me. That's the buzz thing. But but really, I think we're going to all have to really go into this knowing that it could change several times and be okay with that. And I think I'm, the, the other part I'm feeling kind of disappointed about is the lack of creativity around some of it, that, that we couldn't figure out better solutions um, you know, another example for me is like, why, why isn't it the case that the, the younger kids, the first few grades, you know, maybe it's K through five, maybe they all use all of the schools and go in person and the middle school and high school start all virtual because like, you know, it's a huge difference trying to get those little kids to do virtual versus the older. And I know the social pieces is, is really important with older too, but like, they just are better set up to be able to do virtual, right? So the fact that we aren't, I don't know, I just feel like there's a lack of creativity in some of the solutions that I'm hearing. Um, and yeah, I guess that's just disappointing. It's disappointing 
in general to see how our country has weathered this, um, not just weathered, but <laughs> in I mean, so many how ways. we've oh, navigated God. it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that, that could be a whole other conversation about this being sort of um, the turning point, you know, where our country is no longer, you know, this great superpower that we thought it was and all that. But, um, <laughs> but back to school is, is just going to be different. And like, you know, as sad as I feel about a lot of it, I do feel like as a, as a parent, our responsibility is to work with, with it and um, make it the best possible experience we can for our kids. What I really hope, speaking of creativity, is that time was really put into developing more robust ways of doing learning from, from home or doing remote learning yes. over the summer and, and towards the end of last year because we have had time now, right? At, right. In, in March yeah, and April. Yeah, because I've heard it was horrible, you know, at the end of the school year last year. Like everybody thought that, right? Teachers, and it was very parents. difficult. And, and yeah. we were, and Micah and I were spending so much time like every night looking at the rubrics and looking at all the different software we had to integrate with each other and like looking at like how this was all going to talk to a common platform and then nobody could join the Google Meet so we switched to a different platform. It was just like yeah. there were all these really intense technological issues that were just really hard to work through yep. and we were doing it because we had to but it was just very chaotic and and you know at the end of the day <clears throat> a lot of time was wasted just trying to like figure out how to how to do this how to submit an assignment like how to actually get the recording thing to work on the ipad from the school like just all of these things that were yeah. just it was just it was just there was a lot of entropy going on definitely and we have now had time to fix that like we have had a lot of time with a lot of tech savvy people working from home a lot of platforms, I'm sure, are going to be more robust and more integrated. Now. I hope so, yeah. And, and instead, I feel like we've been putting all of this time and effort into just getting the school buildings ready for this. Yeah. And, and that is such a, it is such a, uh, a red herring, I think, from what the reality of this is, because we all want to be able to get there eventually. But I think we all need to be honest with ourselves that we are not going to get there eventually until at least a year from now yeah. when things have built up enough, when the world has enough immunity built up to make it safe again. So like no matter what, in the best case scenario, we are not going to be going five days a week to school, having a great time, you know, kids, you know, seeing each other without masks on and stuff like right. that. So virtual learning and distance learning will have to be a really integrated part of our lives and our children's lives for a long time to come. And as a parent who really lost a lot of work hours with my job towards the end of the year, and I know you did as well, and, and was very, very stressed out with childcare. I mean, yep. it's a huge reason why we moved in the first place because it was very stressful yeah. getting childcare during that. Um, you know, I, I, I just feel like, and, and now of course, we, we can't, we're not gonna be able to get childcare in the way that we hope we can because our kids are going to school, Mike is gonna be in a hospital, yeah. and you know, we can't expose our parents to this. So like, we, I really truly, honestly, John, don't know yet how we are doing this. And Micah and I, you know, we keep having these conversations where we kind of start to plan it out. And then we're like, man, this is really stressful. It's like kind of like, <laughs> let's eat let's some ice cream. This and eat some <laughs> ice cream and talk about it tomorrow morning. Um, but the reality is we have only a few weeks left and, and we, we're going into this honestly not knowing how we're going to do it. And I'm going to have to have a frank conversation with my manager and say, like, I need to reduce my hours somewhat again. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going it, during a time where, you know, job security is really freaky and where uh, just so you know, stressful. It's very, it's very stressful feeling like, you know, I'm going to, because, you know, there's restructuring going on and the, the economy is having all these issues. These are all anxieties that I'm saying only because I know that they're pretty universal right now, mm -hmm. that everybody out there is dealing with this. And speaking as somebody who, I think is in a pretty good place stress-wise other than this. Like this to me is kind of the locus of stress for me. Yeah. Um, I am very stressed out about it. And I can only imagine for people who are like single income parents or you yes. know, like, like, yes. like, you know, single parents or for kids who are, who have more than two children at different stages of school. Um, 
or who have internet connectivity issues or issues getting nutritional food at home where food security is a real you know, deal. Like th- there, are, there are really serious implications to this. And let alone the fact that Congress is now adjourned without giving us any kind of a relief package for COVID again. Yep. Um, like we are in, we are, I, I just feel like we are kind of thrown to the wolves and the wolves are actually eating us. And we know that we can see them eating us and there is nothing we can do about it. And it's a weird issue for a parent to have to grapple with, I really think. Yeah, <laughs> it certainly is. You know, all I can think of is um, it's moments like these that uh, that do kind of define us as as communities, as people. Um, and and it's these sucky situations. And this is you know one that <laughs> at a magnitude that we've never experienced in our lives, and hopefully never will have to again. Um, but you know, we said this right from the beginning when we started this whole series. Um, you know as we've entered this pandemic that it's a defining moment and we're going to look back on this. I mean, it's forever going to change our lives and our kids' lives and our communities. And I hope, I hope that, you know, we can build more sort of resilience and uh, you know, as a result of all this, our kids will end up being better off. It's the weird thing that can happen right in those difficult moments. But we like, I think we all know that to some extent, in life that it is those challenges that you work through and you get through that make you better. Um, and I, I'm, I guess I'm just holding out for that, right? I, I'm, I know we haven't reached the other side of this and it's going to be a brutal um, fall and winter, uh, I think. <laughs> um, and we've got a lot more to talk about there, right? Just like preparing ourselves for being indoors and not having some of the benefits that we have now. That's, um, that, and that is its own episode. And, and it, it is. Because I was talking with Micah about it last night. Like, you know, I, I had allergies yesterday, kind of out of nowhere. And yeah. of course I was like, oh my God, like this is going to happen. Like getting sniffles, getting colds, getting flu. Like the seasonal flu is still here too. Uh, it's going to be a thing. Yes. And all, and I remember last year, our kids were out of school like a ton because they were sick, right? Yep, yep. Uh, and now <laughs> Don't I, I, I can't I even it. <laughs> imagine what it's going to be like now as we head into the season where this is happening to everybody. Because yeah. like, I haven't been sick yet since this whole thing started, you know? Right. I mean, I, I, I don't even, but I do get sick during flu season. Usually I get something, you know, we get inoculated. Yeah. So it's not the flu, but we get colds and things. Right. And I feel like, uh, it's just going to be so, so difficult and we can't go outside. We I can't know. go inside I, anywhere else. We are going to be still here in this house. Well, this is why, you know? this is why we're going to have to talk. We're probably going to go back to weekly at that point. Yeah. Just, just be for able therapy. To like, yeah. Oh just God, for therapy. Just to see exactly. people. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but, we're, we're, but we are going to get through it and you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be really tough, obviously. Um, but, you know, as we always do for our kids, especially, I think, you know, not putting on a face, I'm not saying it that way, right? Because we also want to be okay with it being tough with our kids in that reality. Um, but I do think, you know, it's, it's working through it the best we can and just dealing with uh, what we have before us. Um, and now frozen. So, okay, there you are. You're still nodding. So <laughs> there that's you go, good. you're back. Um, yeah. No, it's, and you're right. It's not about putting on a face, but it's about like paying attention to how you're coming across and how you're dealing with the stress and everything. And, and, and I know that it's, it's going okay with our kids because when we talked about going back to school, yeah, both of them were like, it's okay if we don't go back yet. Like, you know, we're doing, <laughs> we're doing okay. And of course, in my head, I'm thinking like, oh, they're being so deprived. This is terrible. But they're yeah. like, you know, it's okay. Like we got stuff. To look, well, you know, that's doing. such a good point. Such a good point. Cause when I talked about this with Grace too, like, of course, like she's excited, you know, she's gonna have her own computer and she's gonna yeah. be able to like, you know, use uh, to talk with her friends there just like daddy always does on, on the computer and all this stuff. So, you know, we'll see how long that lasts, but um, yeah, it's going to be fine. We're going to get through it. 
Yeah. And, and, and at the end of the day, like we've said many times in this, you know, series since COVID started, it's something that we are really truly getting through together, you know, and this is a great time for parents to come together and to talk through this together and to remember that this is hard for every single one of us, even for people who, you know, deny this shit and are are anti-maskers and things like that. Like they are going through stuff too emotionally, even though they suck. Like this is a time when everybody is dealing with unprecedented situations. Yeah. And, um, the more we can come together and share our experiences and talk about them and be open about them with each other so that we don't have to do that with our children in any kind of a real it's stressful true. way is yeah. really, really good. I think it's Obviously really important. Being honest, it's important mm-hmm. to be honest with our kids, but, but I think in terms yeah. of like navigating the, the psychological territory that we're in right now, they don't need to be a part of that. Yeah, maybe don't right? have that conversation with your kids. <laughs> right, right. But have it with other parents because uh, that's what we're here for. I think for. that's and, so and, true. Know, we got to be here for each other. And if you are so inspired, like, you know, uh, like we've done, start your own podcast and record it. Um, know that you'll owe us a kickback fee if you do do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that you, you know, you probably won't get more popular than us because we're at the pinnacle. At the, we're at the, the top moment. of the world. Um, we are. But by all means, go for it. Shoot for the stars, friends. And if you if you don't, you know, reach the stars, at least you'll land amongst the mole traps that are undetonated in my garden right now, which I'm going to deal with today. So I will tell you how that goes. Please do. Don't hurt yourself. If you do, take pictures. I mean, either way, take pictures. <laughs> I'll, do a, I'll do a live stream. Just I'm just safe. imagining you on the ground with a fucking bear trap you know, around your, yeah, exactly, with yeah. a torpedo on it. Um, <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right, friend. Thanks, man. I'll talk to you later. Bye. See you, everybody. Bye. Bye.